Welcome to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we will explore the interesting stories of business executives, entrepreneurs, and industry leaders who are shaking things up and growing their companies. It is time to make some waves. Now here's your host, Tom Singer. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Making Waves at Sea Level. Thank you so much for picking this podcast. Let's face it, you have so many choices in the world of podcasting of where you could put your attention. And I'm honored that you choose to listen to this show. We put it out twice a week, every Tuesday and Thursday, and hopefully uh, you find some positivity from the interviews that we do. One of the things that we're kicking off now, and this is the first of those episodes, is we're going back to the Thursday episode being a solo show. About a year, a little over a year ago, I stopped doing the weekly solo shows that I had started previously. And to be honest with you, the reason was I just got too many interviews in the can. In the early days of the pandemic, I did a lot of interviews because what else was I going to do? I had a lot of time on my hands. And so I just went through and really started interviewing really cool people. One of the things I did during the pandemic is I made a plan that I was going to talk to one smart person every single day. And while not every day was through the venue of this podcast, it was one way that I got in touch with a lot of people to be able to get inspiration, ideas, etc. And I got so many of those episodes in the can that I stopped uh, doing solo episodes because I needed to get them all published. So I'm trying to get back into that because many people who listen to the show have said, how come you don't do very many solo episodes anymore? I like those. I get to kind of get the gist of who you are. So that's what we're going to do today. Before we get started, I have to thank one of the first sponsors of this episode. So this episode is brought to you by Stanton Chase International, one of the leading global executive search firms serving as trusted advisors to help companies build their senior leadership teams. And I work with Stanton Chase, so if your company is looking to build out their senior leadership team, people in that C-suite, VP, or director level, give me a call. I can probably connect you with some of the best search consultants in the business. Stanton Chase has been around a long time. It's an international firm, and I will be honest, it's probably the best company I've ever worked with, and I really, really enjoy it. And finding the right candidates, that is really important to companies. So check out StantonChase.com. So today's show, it's going to be short. I'm trying to get back into the vibe of doing these individual episodes. But today, I want to talk to you. If your company is going to have meetings again, if you're going to start doing uh, client meetings, maybe a user's group conference, or whether you're going to have a big meeting for all of your employees, there's a couple of things I think that you really need to think about. And as the world is starting to open up, I'm starting to notice that some events are really lame. And I think that we have learned over the course of the last 15, 16 months that we can deliver really good content via virtual platforms. However, that human experience that takes place at a live event, those serendipitous hallway conversations that happen, or those conversations that happen over dinner or lunch or in the bar late at night, those are really hard to replicate in a digital conference. Now, I don't know about you, I participated both as a speaker and as a master of ceremonies, but also as an attendee in a lot of events. And I found if it was a two or three day event, even if it was just four or five hours a day, 
After a while, sitting in this chair in my office, just staring at my computer screen, I just wanted to scream. And when they would break you up into networking groups, they'd put you into a a Zoom breakout room of six or seven people. I would participate and it was fine. And I have talked to people who said that that's the best networking they've ever done in their life. And my attitude is awesome for you. It wasn't the experience that I had. I found participating in virtual events to be great when it came to hearing specific content, but when it came to the networking and that human connection, I found it to be kind of blah. I just didn't really have that oomph that came from uh, being at a conference where you could talk to people and the serendipity of meeting people would come around. So now that some groups are starting to hold events, I've attended several events, both locally and traveling, and one of the things that I've found is that the people who are there their, their level of being okay with a blah event is less than it's ever been before. People are coming to live events. They are hungry to connect. They want to have an experience. And if you're not weaving in an experience where the attendees get to meet each other and share, if you're not actually doing things to spark them up to be able to connect better, they're not going to come back next time. Just recently, I went to an event for an industry that I really like and I know a bunch of people. And to be honest with you, the event was really, really hard. It was about two and a half hours long and it was extremely clicky. And this is what I'm finding when I go to events is people are so excited to see their old friends that they're running to them. They're sitting at tables. They're having their wine. They're not looking up and doing anything when it comes to connecting with the new people. So the new people have to be really good at networking or they're going to feel they're on the outside looking in. I actually intentionally went and sat at a table by myself to see if anybody would come and join me. And the only person who came over to say hello was the membership recruitment person. Nobody else even looked over. They sat with their friends. I didn't see anyone else there who seemed to not know anybody else. And it was really a harsh experience. But it reminded me of a study that I read last year that they said that people who go, people who go to the space station or explore Antarctica, or people who are put into solitary confinement uh, in prison, when they return to their general populations, they're a little bit socially awkward. So we have a whole population who over the course of the last year has had to social distance. And many of these people didn't have a lot of regular human-to-human interaction, which means that as they're coming to your event, if your company is planning an event, you're going to have some people who don't know where to begin which means you need to be really smart about how you're going to cultivate the experience and get people to engage and create that human laboratory where people feel free to network and talk and have conversations. Because when that happens, oftentimes that's where the magic happens from a live event. So I'm going to give you a couple things that I do when I work and I am a speaker at an event that will help people engage. But first, I have to thank the other sponsor of this episode. So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure you sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and that pesky technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and sharing really good information that's going to help people make waves in business. For an exclusive offer, check out podfly.net slash cool things and see what you can do to launch your podcast. 
All right. So many of you who know who I am know that for many years, I have talked on this whole topic of networking and connection in regards to bettering your career, bringing yourself more opportunity. And over time, I became known as the conference catalyst. And I did this sometimes as a speaker, but mainly when I was the master of ceremonies for a conference. And I would take this content on why do you network and how do you start conversations and how do you ask questions and how do you really connect? I would take this content and I would give it to the audience and I would say, how about if we use this conference for the next two days? How about if we use it as a human laboratory? And I would give people permission as well as some tools and tricks for how to be able to connect with people. Now, I will tell you, oftentimes I would be invited back two and three years because people would actually tell the meeting planner, wow, I've met more people than I've ever met before. One of my favorite stories happened at a tech event, and this gentleman who was a programmer came up to me, and he had been raised in another country. He was not comfortable approaching people Where he had grown up, you really weren't supposed to approach people who might be, you know, on a higher level or a higher class than you are. And so he would go to networking events and sit by himself and and listen and talk, or maybe he'd sit with a coworker. But because I had given him permission, he decided at that event, he was just going to do what I had said to do. And he would walk up to people and he would say, you know, the speaker said I'm supposed to introduce myself to people. And he had a metamorphosis in the course of how he engaged. He found me at the end of the event and said he had run out of business cards because he usually only would bring a stack of five or six and he ran out of those on the first day and he continued to talk to people and then he was invited to go out that night with a group of people and all of a sudden he had the most fun he'd ever had at a conference solely because he took the initiative to start conversations in the hallways. As he walked out of meetings, he would turn to the people next to him and say, so what did you think about the speaker? And he would specifically go into the pieces that resonated with him. So here's the thing. If you're planning an event, make sure you're doing something to engage everyone. Give people permission to talk to each other and do it through your speakers. Now, I'm not saying you have to hire me, although if you're planning an event, I would love to talk to you about what it is that you're trying to accomplish and why you want to make sure that you're making sure that the connection piece of your conference is better than ever. But I will tell you, You need to talk to every single one of your speakers, and there's two things you need to ask them to do. Number one, you need to make sure they're being interactive, getting people at some point during their breakout or their keynote, getting people to talk to the people around them, just because it warms up that crowd. If every speaker has an exercise and says the words, look, when we talk to other people at a conference, we all get more out of it. So the speakers, no matter what their topic is, have to be pro-networking. They have to encourage people to talk during and after their session about the parts that resonate with them. But the other thing you have to do is you have to ask your speakers to stay at your event. Now, they don't have to stay for the three days, but sometimes you have speakers whose greatest skill is getting to the airport 25 minutes after they say, thank you very much. I'm going to be really blunt here. If you have a speaker who will not stay for three or four hours after their speech to be able to attend the coffee breaks, the luncheon, the cocktail party, don't hire them. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's a celebrity that you think, oh, they'd be so great. They'd be such a great draw. If they can't stay and participate as part of your community, then what you're basically doing is wasting one of the greatest assets and most expensive parts. A good speaker isn't cheap. You want to make sure that you're asking them to engage with your community when they give that speech. Additionally, 
Ask them to engage on social media or your platform that you're using uh, to promote the event. Ask them to film videos in advance or afterwards. I'll tell you what, if a speaker isn't willing to be part of your community, find another speaker. There are like 30,000 people who are actively calling themselves conference speakers, and a lot of them are awesome. So if you have something you want from a speaker, let them know up front in the negotiation that this is what I expect you to do. If they say, I don't do that, say great and hire somebody else. I'll tell you what, I will do just about anything within reason that a client wants me to do. If they want me to stay overnight and go to the dinner, I will do it. You know why? Now, I can't always do it if I'm already booked somewhere else, but if part of the negotiation is, Tom, we would like you to do this, or we'd like you to talk to everybody about the power of networking, and then we'd like you to be at the breakouts that day so that people can come up and and chat with you, because people like to talk to the speakers. I'm willing to do it. Now, a lot of speakers, if they listen to this, are going to be mad at me because they love that greatest skill of getting to the airport right away. And that's great. If you think I want a speaker who can be out the door, through a back door, into a limo so fast, then hire them. But most meeting planners look at me and go, oh, God, you're right. I've never thought about that. But so many of them are out the back door and they never talk to anybody. I think the speakers have a magical ability to create a vibe for your live event. So whether they're famous or not, make sure that you have clear parameters of how they need to lead the audience in discussion beyond the hour they're on your stage. So that's just a couple of tips on this, but do not go into planning live events for your team or your customers where you don't make the human connection a serious priority. Because here's the reality. If you make networking a second tier priority, you're going to have second tier results. And we've learned that we don't have to get on a plane and fly to a location and stay in a hotel to get content. So the real reason people are coming to events is they're hungry for that human connection. Make sure that it's a huge, huge priority in your planning. I just got off the phone with a meeting planner the other day and The theme for their 2022 conference is going to be reconnect. I think this is a theme we're going to see for a lot of events out there because this is what's important to people right now. Reconnecting, re-engaging into society, rebooting their careers if they happen to work in an industry that got hit really hard. Make your event the catalyst that really makes people engage. So that's my two cents around the idea of what are you doing if you're planning an event for your company? As I said, I'm happy to talk to anybody. You can call me, you can email me, and I'll just share ideas with you. If I'm the right fit to speak, even better. But you know what? I'm not always going to be the right fit to speak. But this topic of human connection, of building connections that matter, that really bring you farther in your career, This topic is super important as we go into 2021, 2022, and beyond. So let me know what you think of the individual episodes. Uh, If you have an idea or a theme of something you'd like me to talk about, reach out to me. You can reach me at Tom, T-H-O-M, at TomSinger.com, and uh, give me some thoughts. If I'm going to be doing this every single week, I need some inspiration. I need some ideas. I need to hear from all of you. And if you like the podcast, do me a favor. Go over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast love and leave one of those five-star reviews, but say a couple of words about why you like the podcast. From what I understand, when people leave reviews, it helps the algorithm. So that's awesome. And then finally, uh, connect with me 
uh, on the social medias. I'd love to hear from you if you're a listener from the show. And I'd love to know, how did you find the show? And why do you come back time after time? I'm trying to do a little market research. So I need your help on that. In the meantime, go out there, flex your business muscles, make sure that your career ladder is against the correct wall. And while you're out there working hard, have some fun along the way. Go have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast. Without your listening to these in-depth conversations, there would be no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter and Instagram at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.